Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey. Today, I am going to give you dozens, dozens of wonderful healing resources. So I know that the series that I have just completed about why I no longer feel safe in church, I know that that has been a pretty heavy series and yet very also validating for a lot of people who have listened and reached out and some from my own community and the church that I grew up in and some from, you know, all over the country, all over the world who have had similar experiences. And sadly, my story is not that unique. It's pretty, it's pretty common. Details may be different and may be unique, but spiritual abuse is rampant. And I don't think there's anything new under the sun. I don't think this is a new problem. I think it's just that we're beginning to talk about it and we're beginning to bring the truth to light. That's what's new. I I think that spiritual abuse has been going on since the dawn of time. But here we are finally using our voices. And while things like social media can be used for bad things and evil things, they can also be used for good. And a lot of survivors are finding their communities and finding each other. So ladies, this is your invitation to join us at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. That's a very active Facebook group with over 3,600 ladies at this point. And you're also invited to join us for the third annual Held and Healed Retreat, which will be online. Special guest, uh, Sarah McDougall and Coach Bren from Wilderness to Wild. And we are focusing all on nervous system regulation, rest, regulate, and reset, which is so very, very needed in our world. And it's also just a missing link for so many women. I have had a couple different counselors in childhood in young adulthood and you know more recently and I had never until about a year or so ago I'd never had a counselor teach me about nervous system regulation and I'm super super grateful so let me just give you a resource right out of the gate Luke and Lauren Smallcomb Flourish Therapy I refer to them often on this podcast if you are not following them on Facebook and Instagram please give them a follow their their content is beautiful cohesive it's just uh, it's calming in and of itself and then they also have some amazing resources through their website that you can connect with I was privileged to be a part of their 12-week program last year and learned a lot and I continue to learn every time that I um, I see their social media posts and interact with them so today um just a quick reminder, you can go to heatherelizabeth.org to register for that retreat and see the other offerings that I have. And you can also go to honorprojectmovement.org and look at the updates of what our nonprofit is doing to serve women in the survivor community. And if you're able to give to donate towards the counseling, the coaching, the resources that we um, help these women with, we would greatly appreciate it. All right, so right out of the gate today, I am going to introduce you to four books that deal with spiritual abuse. I feel like that's very fitting coming out of the series that I just completed. I may be getting up, walking around, moving piles of books because I have them all laid out here on my bed. So if you hear me rustling around today, I apologize. It's just what it is. So I am going to um, share with you if you are seriously ready to learn about the realities of spiritual abuse, Redeeming Power, Understanding Authority and Abuse in the Church by Diane Langberg. 
Some refer to Diane as a modern day prophet. And I know that word can be very triggering for a lot of us who, people who posed as prophets did harm, harm, harm. But I believe she's the good kind, the safe kind of prophet. I believe she loves God and she loves God's people and she wants to protect sheep. So anything that Diane Langberg puts out, I would stand behind. Redeeming power, understanding authority and abuse in the church is a powerful. Um, there's a little endorsement here by Rachel Den Hollander, who I will mention later. It's a must read for spiritual leaders and for every Christian. It shows the body of Christ desperately needs to understand the forms power takes, how it is abused, and how to respond to abuse of power. Bold, challenging, and Christ-exalting. The next book that I have for just exploring spiritual abuse is Something's Not Right by Wade Mullen with a foreword by Diane Langberg. See, I love this. I love this community that I'm a part of. I love when the safe people are endorsing and encouraging and supporting each other. It just gives a whole different dynamic. They're not just trying to go out there and be all things to all people, but they are linking arms. Powerful. It's decoding the hidden tactics of abuse and freeing yourself from its power. Um, Laura Scott McKnight and Laura Barringer. Um, I'm going to speak about them in just a moment. They have an endorsement on this book. It's a beacon of truth and wisdom for the abuse and a help in their healing. Am I imagining things or could this be abuse? Using the term abuse may seem extreme, a label for what happens to other people, not to you. Yet when you think about a certain relationship or institution, you just can't shake the feeling that something's not right. So that one's by Wade Mullen. Now, speaking of Scott McKnight and Laura, his daughter, a church called Tove, forming a goodness culture that resists abuses of power and promotes healing. So the word Tove, I do believe, is translated good. What is the way forward for the church? And Mary DeMuth, who I will reference later, gives an endorsement and says this book is hopeful, relevant, and encouraging. Tragically, in recent years, Christians have become accustomed to revelations of abuse in our churches. From Willow Creek Community Church to Harvest Bible Chapel, from Southern Baptist pastors to Sovereign Grace churches, the sad truth is that churches of all shapes and sizes are susceptible to abuse of power, sexual abuse, and spiritual abuse. Abuse can occur when Christians neglect to create a culture of goodness that resists evil and promotes healing, safety, and spiritual growth. Now, respected authors Scott and Laura offer a better way to move forward. How do we prevent these devastating events from repeating themselves? We need to get a map to get us where we ought to be as the body of Christ. The key is found in scripture and the beautiful little Hebrew word that means good, tov. McKnight and Beringer explore the concepts of Tove, unpacking the richness and how it can help Christians fulfill their true calling as God's image bearers. The church can be a place of goodness and healing. It can be. It's going to take a lot of work. And then also by Chuck DeGroote, when narcissism comes to church, healing your community from emotional and spiritual abuse. And I think the title of that one... <laughs> just says enough okay i think it speaks for itself so i'm gonna move that 
list over. And the next section of books I'm bringing to you are all from licensed therapists. So I love when you can kind of get the trifecta of a survivor who's a therapist who understands nervous system regulation. So I believe that these three authors do. Okay. So it's okay that you're not okay. Meeting Grief and Loss in a Culture that Doesn't Understand by Megan Devine. Megan is the um, facilitator of a group online, online called Refuge and Grief. Excellent. It's okay that you're not okay. While it is mostly referring to the loss of a loved one through death, it can be applied to other forms of grief as well. So in the survivor community, Excellent. I actually read these three books that I'm going to share in a row. I read these three books all in the month of January. And it was really hard to know where one began and the other ended because the messages throughout the three are so very similar, which is confirmation that these women are onto something. So an excellent book. She offers profound new approach to both the experience of grief and the way to help others who have endured tragedy. Having experienced grief from both sides as a therapist and a woman who witnessed the accidental drowning of her beloved partner. She writes with deep insight about the unspoken truths of loss, love, and healing. She debunks the culturally prescribed goal of returning to a normal quote-unquote happy life, replacing it with a far healthier middle path, one that invites us to build a life alongside grief rather than seeking to overcome it. So it's not so much about getting through it, but bearing up in the midst of it. The next one written by a therapist who is also a survivor who understands nervous system regulation is Try Softer, a fresh approach to move us out of anxiety, stress, and survival mode and into a life of connection and joy. And the author is Andy Kolber, M-A-L-P-C. In a world that tells us to try harder, it's time for something different. It's time to try softer. We can't seem to escape the allure of the try harder gospel, the message that if we just keep going, keep hustling, keep pretending everything is great, we'll find success and happiness. But clinical therapist Andy Kolber knows firsthand where this path leads. White knuckling leaves us overworked and overwhelmed, exhausted and numb. There is a better way. In her debut book, Try Softer, Andi shows us through the latest psychology, practical exercises, and her own story how God specifically designed our bodies and minds to work together to process our lives and overcome obstacles. In Try Softer, you learn how to know and set your emotional and relational boundaries, make sense of the difficult experiences you've had, Move through emotions rather than get stuck by them and grow in self-compassion and quiet your inner critic. Trying softer is sacred work and while it won't be perfect or easy, it will be worth it because this is what we were made for, a living, feeling, connected, beautiful life. Love it. We're going through this book in Held and Healed chapter by chapter. We're also going through KJ Ramsey's The Lord is My Courage. Again, Sometimes I can't remember what I read in Andy's book and what I read in KJ's book because it's such a similar message and that makes it so much more powerful. I believe sometimes we need to hear things multiple ways from multiple sources for it to get inside of us. 
what she does with this book is she goes through the 23rd Psalm line by line. The Lord is my courage, stepping through the shadows of fear toward the voice of love. Courage is a practice. Walking through Psalm 23 phrase by phrase, therapist and author K.J. Ramsey explores the landscape of our fear, trauma, and faith. When she stepped into her own wilderness of spiritual abuse and religious trauma, K.J. discovered that courage is not the absence of anxiety, but the practice of trusting we will be held and loved no matter what. How can we cultivate courage when fear overshadows our lives? How do we hear the voice of love when hate and harm shout loud? Braiding, braiding storytelling, theological reflection, and practical neuroscience, Ramsey offers an honest path to hearing the Good Shepherd's voice calling for you right where you are. Again, we are doing this chapter by chapter inside of Held and Healed. So if you cannot afford right now to purchase books, you can jump into our group and we are going through Try Softer and the Lord is My Courage. So I know that not everybody can just walk, walk, you know, run to the Amazon, <laughs> run to the Amazon and purchase these books. But if you want to just get saturated in two really, really good ones right now, that is an option for you. She also has a book, KJ Ramsey, called This Too Shall Last, Finding Grace When Suffering Lingers. And... Excuse me. She understands suffering. She has been battling severe, serious chronic illness since she was in college. And we watched her journey last week and for about two weeks through a very serious health crisis. Um, she recently put out the book of Common Courage, Prayers and Poems to Find Strength in Small Moments. So I highly recommend all of those by KJ. All right, the next pile. Oh, there's one more um, therapist book that I recommend. Um, oh, I lost my um, screen here because I took too long. So it's Dr. Julie Smith. If you follow her on social media, she has some of the best content. She does little um, 30 and 60 second reels and teaches you a concept in a very short period of time. And her book is Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before by Julie Smith. Dr. Julie Smith, I do not have that right now because I have given it to someone. <laughs> Sometimes I go to grab a book and I'm like, oh, I don't have that anymore because I loaned it or I gave it away. So she is another therapist that I think you will learn a lot. Now, if you are a woman who is getting to a place where you're starting to think, oh, maybe my marriage is abusive, if you are a spiritual leader and you really truly are ready to learn about this reality for a population, a high percentage of your congregation, know that. Know that abuse is happening under your watch. You may be aware and you may not be aware. I would suggest starting with, let me see here. It's Don Hennessy's book and I can't. Oh, shoot. I may have to, hmm, may have to do a little searchy search here. I am so sorry. I, um, grabbed the wrong, the wrong book. And Amazon, let's go to the Amazon. <laughs> here we go. How He Gets Into Her Head, The Mind of the Male Intimate Abuser. That is the book that I recommend. I do not recommend a book by the similar title by someone else who I have found that is unsafe. So if you're wondering why is she not talking about that particular book, 
that would be why. Because when I find out that someone's character does not match their content, I will not endorse them. Okay? So, How He Gets Into Her Head, The Mind of the Male Intimate Abuser by Don Hennessy. So, that would be a great book. And I know if you're if you're living with your, your abuser right now, you have to be really, really careful. Um, you probably cannot have this book in your house because it would put you in danger. The book for me that was so pivotal, like, this is where, like, my real, like, oh my gosh, somebody actually understands what I have been through. This is really relevant for women who have been saturated in evangelical, conservative, fundamental churches. Is It Me by Natalie Hoffman. Is It Me Making Sense of Your Confusing Marriage, A Christian Woman's Guide to Hidden Emotional and Spiritual Abuse. Her podcast, website, social media platform is flying free. Excellent, you guys. So good. One out of three married women sitting in the average conservative church is in a confusing and painful marriage relationship. Okay, I believe that number is way higher. Way higher, but we're going to go with one in three. So if you have 100 women in your church right now, we're looking at 30 plus women. Okay, staggering. Those women believe that they are alone. I want them to know they aren't. They believe they can't find peace. I want them to know they can they believe they don't have choices. I want them to know they do. This book isn't for the parents who raised them. It's not for the pastors who condemn them. Ooh. Hmm. It's not for the friends who don't understand them. And it's not for the partner who dehumanizes them. This book is for the women in the pew. The woman in the pew who somehow, by God's divine intervention, finds it in her hand and has to catch her breath because she suddenly feels like she's free falling. I wrote this book just for you. Let's dig in. Natalie is a strong voice for us. She's powerful and I thank God for her. The other resource <clears throat> that you need is The Life-Saving Divorce, Hope for People Leaving Destructive Relationships by Gretchen Baskerville. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of any of these people so far. I don't think any of the ones <clears throat> that I've mentioned so far I have interviewed. Luke and Lauren from Flourish Therapy, yes. I did interview Gretchen on this podcast. So you can scroll way back and find Meet Gretchen Baskerville. Gretchen helped me with an event that I did last year. Love her. She is strong. She's bold. You can love God and still get a divorce. Hello, hello. And get this, God will still love you. Really? Are you in a destructive marriage, one of emotional, physical, or verbal abuse, infidelity, neglect? If yes, you know you need to escape, but you're probably worried about going against God's will. I have good news for you. You might need a divorce to save your life and sanity, and God is right there beside you. In the life-saving divorce, you'll learn how to know if you should stay or if you should go. The four key Bible verses that support divorce for infidelity, neglect, and physical and or emotional abuse. 27 myths about divorce that aren't true for many Christians. Why a divorce is likely the absolute best thing for your children. How to deal with friends and family who disapprove of divorce. How to find safe friends and churches after a divorce. Can you find happiness after leaving your destructive marriage? Absolutely, yes. And you can get your life back and flourish more than you thought possible. Are you ready? Then let's go. It's time to be free. Thank you, God, for Gretchen. <laughs> All right, next up, I have a pile here. 
Now, there is so much out there about trauma. There's so much out there about the fact that um, verbal abuse and mental abuse and spiritual abuse and psychological abuse translates to physical abuse because living in a constant state of fight, flight, freeze, fun, your body is all the focus and all the energy is going on trying to just stay alive. And so I would say probably 90% or more of the survivors that I work with who have been in these abusive situations for, you know, years, decades are suffering from a chronic illness and it makes me angry and it makes me sad. It makes me so sad how many women, even after they get out and they pursue that life-saving divorce, they, their bodies are just wrecked and they may never feel physically well again even if they a lot do feel better once they get out of the toxic environment but a lot of the ramifications of chronic illness are we're just left to deal with that so the one that I do recommend is when the body says no exploring the stress disease connection by it's either Gabor or Gabber I have heard it pronounced both ways I say Gabor Mate he is an MD he's also the author of the realm of Hungry Ghosts. I do not know what that book is. He has an endorsement here by Peter Levine, who is the author of Waking the Tiger, which is a book I have not read yet, but I've heard good things about. This is the most important book, both for patient and physician. It could save your life. As a matter of fact, I just met with a new doctor a couple weeks ago, and I handed him this, this book. And I was like, this is my gift to you, and this is my gift to your future patients, because I believe he is a physician who really, truly wants to hear and I think he, he already knows the connection between um, <laughs> the body, the mind, the spirit. He gave me a 32-page intake form, and it does include a lot of psychological and emotional and trauma-type questions. So he, he does already know, but this book will just make him even better. All right, so um, he is a, uh, Gabor is a physician, public speaker, and award-winning author. I love listening to him. He has such a gentle spirit. And I really like learn from him when I see his videos and things on social media. Modern research is confirming the age-old wisdom that emotions are inseparable from our health and physiology. Repressed emotions bring on stress that can lead to disease. In this internationally best-selling book, he draws on a cutting-edge science, his decades of experience as a physician, and the stories of famous pe people, including those of Lou Gehrig, Lance Armstrong, Gilda Rad Radner and Ronald Reagan to examine the role hidden stress plays in an array of diseases, including heart disease, diabetes, irritable bowel syndrome, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, and cancer. When the Body Says No provides transformative insights into how disease can be the body's way of saying no to what the mind cannot or will not acknowledge and how we can heal. I haven't read the whole thing. I'm going to be honest. It's long. I got it on Audible as well as um, in print because I need both for a book like that. The complete opposite of that is this little tiny picture book <laughs> called Trauma Mama Husband Drama by Anne Blythe, MD. And she is the creator, I want to make sure I'm telling you right, of Betrayal Trauma Recovery, a very good Facebook and uh, Instagram account. This is actually a picture book, but it's for adults. And 
it goes through and it explains what trauma is, especially when we're talking about trauma betrayal and adultery and porn addiction. And then in the back, she has so many wonderful resources. She has a section where it says, what is betrayal trauma recovery? How, who can benefit from this book? Tips for using it. The BTR, uh, which is Betrayal Trauma Recovery Safety Checklist. Additional reading for those interested in learning more. And she actually references Defining Sexual Coercion in the Age of Internet Porn by Anne Blythe, MD, or yeah, M. Ed, sorry, M. Ed. Um, the Verbally Abusive Relationship by Patricia Evans. Your Sexually Addicted Spouse by Barbara Steffens, Stephens, PhD, and Marsha Means. Is this book for children? She says, although I didn't intend for it to be while working on Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, I had it out on the counter and frequently found my young son reading it and asking. Um, I asked him, what do you think about this book? And he said, I feel so peaceful when I read it. Parents are encouraged to consider their children's experience, age, etc., to determine if this book can help a child process the situation in their home and or the abuse nature of pornography use and how it affects families. I would simply say to that, you've got to be super careful legally what you share with your children who are minors. So please, please consult your lawyer before you do that. She gives the power and control wheel, which is a very important place to begin if you want to become familiar with the patterns and systems of abuse. The Duluth power and control wheel, you should just search that in a search engine. And then also, I would encourage you to go to Wilderness, Wilderness to Wild, Sarah McDougall and Coach Bren's website and look up their 18 forms of abuse. All people need to be aware of this. She talks about the four pillars of abuse, the abuse cycle and DARVO, and what sexual coercion looks like, abuse defined, safety terminology, boundaries. It's just loaded. It's a little like thin picture book, but it's loaded with resources. And then I also have by Megan Bartlett, a kid's book about trauma. This is for ages five and up, and it addresses trauma, hope, feelings, and pain. What's inside this book will help kids understand what trauma really means, how it affects our minds and bodies, and how movement and relationships can help us on our path to healing. Because no matter what traumas we may have lived, we all deserve to heal. That is a book that's actually for kids. All right, my next section of books, I have two more piles here. So, yes, I'm, I'm just plowing through these, y'all. <clears throat> Most of these can be purchased on Amazon. So, now I have a pile of books about sexual abuse, specifically in faith communities. If you think that your church is immune to this, you are not living in the real world, Okay. And each of these books that I am going to share with you, these people take very strong stands and believe that predators do not belong near children and women, period. So we can only say convicted sex criminals because we don't know all the predators that are out there. Trust me when I tell you that there are many more that will never be convicted. But when we know at least that they're convicted or that there are allegations against them that are pending, we need to protect our women and our children. I can't say that enough. Predators do not belong with people. Wolves and sheep do not belong together. So 
What is a Girl Worth by Rachel Den Hollander. If you are familiar with the Larry Nasser story and the U.S. gymnast, Rachel was very instrumental in bringing justice for herself and others in that case. Rachel is a powerful, powerful voice for survivors. I don't actually have her book in front of me because I listened to this one on Audible. But I would encourage you, she also has written children's books. She has written What is a Little Girl Worth and What is a Little Boy Worth. And those are beautiful, beautiful picture books that you can buy for your children, your grandchildren. I plan to add those to our collection very soon. And you can just research Rachel Den Hollander, D-E-N-H-O-L-L-A-N-D-E-R. And you can read more about who she is and what she is doing. Powerful, powerful woman. Um, before I go any further, if you're not familiar with Julie Royce, she is an investigative journalist who is exposing corruption, specifically in spiritual institutions. And you can Google her interview with Rachel Den Hollander, or I believe it was actually Rachel speaking at her Restore conference event last year she's probably interviewed her too so if you just google Rachel Den Hollander and Julie Royce I think you'll get some great content pop up all right the next book in this pile is we too how the church can respond redemptively to the sexual abuse crisis by Mary DeMuth I am reading this I've been following Mary for years on social media Time is up. Addressing unspoken crisis in the church. We like to think the church is a haven for the hurting, but what happens when it's not? Author and advocate Mary DeMuth urges the church she loves to rise up and face the evil of sexual abuse and harassment with candor and empathy. Based on research and survivor stories, along with a fierce fidelity to scripture, DeMuth unpacks the church's response to sexual violence and provides a healthy framework for the church to become a haven of healing instead of an institution of judgment. In the throes of the Me Too movement, our response as Christians is vital. God beckons us to be good Samaritans to those facing trauma and brokenness and the aftermath of abuse and provide safe spaces to heal. DeMuth advocates for a culture of honesty and listening and calls on the church to enter the places where people are hurting. <coughs> Excuse me. In the circle... Of that kind of empathetic We Too community, the church must become what it's meant to be, a place of justice and healing for everyone. She's written a lot of books, you guys, but that's the one that I'm currently in. Now I am going to reference um, Sarah McDougall's books, um, Safe Churches, Responding to Abuse in the Faith Community, which she co-wrote with Jennifer Jill Schweitzer. I think that's our C-H... S-C-H-W-I-R-Z-E-R and Nicole Parker. So you can't tell who the abusers are in your church. You'd like to think you can, but you're wrong and you need to know why. This book is for you if you want to discover how to recognize and respond to red flags, feel more equipped to educate your church staff, protect the vulnerable, discern genuine repentance, and reflect God's character to your church's children. This is the book where she gave that first outline of the 13 patterns and systems of abuse, which she has now updated to 18 forms. Now, another book that is very thin, and it's only like, I think, 40-some pages with very large print, some photos thrown in, but it is, it's a quick read, but it's not an easy read. It's called Myths We Believe, 
Predators We Trust by Sarah McDougall and Darren Pratt. 37 things you don't want to know about abuse in church, but you really should. Hmm. <clears throat> On the back, is your church really as safe as you think it is? Far too often, faith communities are unwitting soft targets for abuse of many kinds. Myths on forgiveness, repentance, reconciliation, and reporting are abundant, allowing predators and abusers to easily manipulate, charm, and deceive many trusting leaders, parents, and children. If someone was abusing a child close to you, could you tell? Don't victims often make up accusations to get attention? God tells us to forgive and forget, but does that include letting a sex offender attend church with children present? How can faith communities effectively protect our most vulnerable members? Myths we believe, predators we trust will equip you to debunk 37 common myths about abusers in church, making your faith community a safer. See, I like that they use the word safer place. We cannot guarantee safe. We just can't. We can't. This side of heaven. But I think it's very responsible to say safer. If someone was abusing a child close to you, could you tell? The answer is often no. Don't victims often make up accusations to get attention? Again, no. God tells us to forgive and forget, but he doesn't actually. <clears throat> That's just something that people have made up. We can't forget. God can't forget. So, all right. <clears throat> the next one that's actually referenced in that book, again, there is a community. There is a trail of people who are supporting each other and helping each other and endorsing each other's content because we all want to get this message across. The Devil Inside, How My Minister Father Molested Kids in Our Home and Church for Decades and How I Finally Stopped Him. Jenny, Jim, sorry, Jimmy Hinton. <laughs> I know your name. I know his name. So this book and the podcast that he and his mother, Clara Hinton, have done together, I always say, I always call it the wrong thing. Let me see if I can, I just kind of mess up the words. I believe it's a speaking out on sex abuse podcast. I think that's right. But if you just go to jemmyhinton.org and you click on it, they have 249 episodes. They're probably going to finish up with a one more. So they have an even 250. Jimmy and Clara are the people that I send anyone who wants to recover from childhood sexual abuse and anyone who wants to protect their children and other children from sexual predators. Jimmy is my go-to resource and he has been willing to get inside the minds of predators and read books that I would never read. I don't want to read. I don't want to recommend you read um, so that he can help people understand these people are going to do this again and again and again and again. And the amount of times that someone has sexually abused someone before they're caught is astronomical. That's in the Myths We Believe, Predators We Trust book as well. So if you think that just because someone has been convicted, that's the only time, um, the chances are super, super high. But they've done it many, many times before. And the... Few that are convicted compared to the many that are out there that are never going to be convicted is, is staggering. So we need to, as a church, we need to know better and we need to do better. 
All right, now I have a pile of books for those of us who have been completely messed up in the head because of purity culture, woohoo, and modesty messages. So if you're like me and you were raised in the type of church that I was raised in, we were we were fed a bunch of bull, a bunch of bull. And so I am grateful for Sheila Ray Gregoire and her team, which is her daughter, Rebecca, and her statistician, Joanna. They have researched, I believe it was 20,000 women, to bring us the great sex rescue. The lies you've been taught and how to recover what God intended. I did, oh, let me go back here real quick. I did interview Sarah on my podcast. You can go back and catch that, Sarah McDougall. I have interviewed Jimmy and Clara Hinton each individually on my podcast. Is there anybody else? That may be it from that pile. Okay. And I have interviewed Gretchen. I'm sorry. I said Gretchen already. Sheila, when The Great Sex Rescue came out. I was supposed to interview her um, about her new book and we just scheduling. We couldn't get it together yet. So maybe that'll happen at some point. So all the things that we've been taught in the church about sex... So much of it is so, so wrong. And it led us down paths. Um, A lot of it primed us for abuse. Um, Not being taught about consent is really dangerous. So she says on the back of her cover, what if the way Christians talk about sex actually makes it worse? Um, What if? No, if it is. Based on the groundbreaking in-depth survey of over 20,000 women, The Great Sex Rescue pulls back the curtain on what is happening in Christian bedrooms and exposes the problematic evangelical teachings that wreck sex for so many couples while pointing couples to what they should have been told all along. Experience the relief of knowing that you are not broken. Elusive pleasure, mismatched desires, perpetual sexual temptation that doesn't need to be your story any longer. The Great Sex Rescue is a long overdue corrective to church culture, helping couples awaken the kind of intimacy and passion God intended. And what do you know? Here is an endorsement by Rachel Den Hollander and Andrew Bauman, who I'm about to share. So check out. This is, I wish that I had a, a list of resources to give you if you were a young person getting ready to get married. Um, I'm hoping that someone like Sheila will write something like that at some point because I feel like with her research background, she would be really good for this. Most of the premarital counseling materials, coaching materials that are out there are absolute crap. So if you want to reach out to me and say, you know, my pastor is making me read such and such a book, I will be able to tell you very quickly. Run, 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 run. A book like The Great Sex Rescue would be excellent for you and your fiance to read and to talk through. There's a lot of questions and reframing and all kinds of goodness in that. And then to follow up, what she was hearing from women is, okay, that's helping me, but how in the world do I help my daughter? Because I, unfortunately, as a mother, probably taught my daughter a lot, or my sons, a lot of the stuff that was taught to me, and I regret that. So in response to that, They just released the same team, Sheila, Rebecca, and Joanna just released this year. She deserves better. Raising girls to resist toxic teachings on sex, self, and speaking up. Now, if you are a mother of boys, you could take a lot of this and make it applicable in your conversations. This was her response to the mothers who wanted something for their daughters. You want your daughter to thrive, to be strong, 
confident, and equipped to step into the life God has for her. But what if the church is setting your daughter up to be small? Armed with data from our all-new survey of over 7,000 women, the authors of The Great Sex Rescue reveal how experiences in church as teens affect women's self-esteem and relationships today. They expose common evangelical teachings that can backfire, the purity emphasis that can cause shame rather than good choices, the dating rules that can prime your daughter for abuse, and one overarching belief that can keep her from setting healthy boundaries. Instead, the authors advocate biblically grounded, freeing messages that are more about the do's and less about the don'ts. By reframing and sometimes replacing common evangelical messages to teen girls, this book will equip you to raise a daughter who can navigate the teenage years while still clinging tightly to Jesus. You can raise your daughter with the discernment to resist toxic teachings because she deserves better than a faith that keeps her small. Sheila Ray Gregoire. She also has materials, The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex, The Good Guy's Guide to Great Sex. Um, she has a lot of other good materials for Christians who want to experience what God intended it to be instead of ugh, the yuckiness that it has become. Now, along the same vein, um, more for the guys though, by Andrew, is it Bauman or Bowman? I'm sorry, Andrew, if I'm butchering your name. I did interview him on my podcast. So you can go back and find that. How Not to Be an Ass. Essays on Becoming a Good and Safe Man. And I um, interviewed him discussing this. He says, I am a recovering ass. Of course, at times I still am one, but it's less often. I now recognize my quote-unquote assness more quickly, recalibrate, and take action to make amends for my poor behavior. It's important to acknowledge the truth of our mistakes without turning towards self-contempt shame, or beating ourselves up for the harm we have caused to those we love. Yet, we must take full responsibility for our poor behavior and fully own what we have done and learn to live differently, becoming men who bring life rather than further heartache. This book is just as much for me as it is for you. I am in the process of learning to become a good and safe man, and writing out these truths in this book has helped me immensely. I hope it will help you on your journey to becoming a man the man you desire to be. So he talks about pornography. He talks about narcissism. He has a, a quiz that men can take to see where they fall on that spectrum. Excellent. Also by Andrew is Stumbling <coughs> Toward Wholeness and the essays on sexually, sorry, the sexually healthy man, the essays on spirituality, sexuality, and restoration. That's by Andrew. And then his wife, Christy, has a PhD, The Sexually Healthy Woman, Essays on Spirituality, Embodiment, and Femininity, written by his wife, Christy. So I have just given you lots of great resources. In addition to that, I'm going to hop on to my Honor Project Movement Facebook. There is a pinned post that I have just kind of shared some of my favorite online resources. And I'm just going to read down through this. If you want this, message me through Messenger and I will send it to you. So resources. I have the Honor Project Movement for Supporting Survivors, which is 
the nonprofit that I launched last year. I have the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So I do not work a lot with safety and legal issues. I am more here on the rebuilding end of things once women, women have gotten to safety. But I refer people to the National DV Hotline. Domestic Violence Recovery Resources, okay? I recommend Give Her Wings, which has the academy that I got certified as an advocate through. Sarah McDougall, Wilderness Wild. And these are all Facebook, and most of them have Instagram pages. Patrick Weaver Ministries, Flying Free, which is with Natalie Hoffman. Psalm 82 Initiative. Julie Owens, Domestic Violence Expert and Consultant. Intentional Today. Betrayal Trauma Recovery. Under legal resources, I have One Mom's Battle and Custody Peace. Under mental health resources, I have some of my favorites, but if you follow Honor Project Movement on Insta and you follow the accounts I follow, most of them are mental health resources. So that's just a little side note. So under mental health resources, I have Adam Young Counseling, Flourish Therapy, KJ Ramsey, Andy Colber, Refuge and Grief, Mountain City Christian Counseling, my friend Megan. We work with her with the Honor Project Movement and putting women into DV crisis response groups. Megan was the founder of Give Her Wings and Give Her Wings Academy, which she handed that baton over when she started her counseling practice. Sarah Jackson Coaching, excellent, excellent practical application for nervous system regulation, as is Anna, the anxiety coach, Somatic Experiencing International, Repairing the Nervous System, Dr. Julie, and Nate, sorry if I'm butchering your name, Nate, Nate Postuate, I don't know, P-O-S-T, P-O-S-T, L-E-T-H-W-A-I-T, I need to figure that one out. Sexual and Sexual Abuse Recovery, Jemmy Hinton, and Andrew J. Bowman, Bowman. Exposing abuse in spiritual institutions. I mentioned earlier, Julie Royce. Leaders who understand abuse dynamics that I would recommend that you follow. So, Sam Powell Ministries, Intentional Today, and Neil Shorey, Spiritual Director and Domestic Violence Coach is his Facebook page. And then if you need divorce finance coaching, Deborah Doak, Separation, Divorce, Life, Reno, Renovation Coach. So, is that everybody? No. Are there some people that I did not mention that you're like, oh, why didn't she mention so-and-so? You're welcome to private message me. There may be someone that I just missed unintentionally, but there are some that I did not mention because I have found out that some of the people <clears throat> that are out there um, posing as helpers <laughs> or... Um, setting themselves up as being trauma trained or abuse trained are not indeed. And some can produce incredible content and best-selling books and not be safe themselves. So I have removed some resources from my recommended list because of that. So um, if there's a particular ministry or book that's coming to mind and you're like, oh, she didn't mention that, there may be good reason. And you can message me privately and I may... I may share information or I may not. <laughs> it really just depends because I'm not, I'm not trying to like make a big 
public whatever but if I find out that someone's character is not matching their content I'm very very quick to stop promoting it that's just a conviction conviction that I have and if you were to tell me tomorrow that some of these resources that I just you know mentioned I would probably stop promoting them if I found out they were harmful so all right I hope this is helpful for survivors for helpers for any leaders who really truly want to know better and do better I'm here like I seriously do want to see change come. Do I feel safe going to church right now? Nope, I don't. But if I found out that there was a church in my community that had a leader that was willing to go through something like Give Her Wings Academy or sign up with Psalm 82 Initiative and, and do some, some coaching and some learning with someone who truly understands how abuse works, um, you know, if I knew that there was a church that put policies into place and called abusers out and, and told wolves to leave the camp and leave the sheep alone, I'd consider at least visiting. I'd consider at least checking it out. I'd consider sitting across the table from that pastor and having some lively discussion with a witness, of course. I won't go into situations like that alone ever again. But I will grab the arm of one of my friends who is a survivor and an advocate who understands how these things work. And I will go with someone else into those settings. So I want to see churches and schools and places of business and medical. I want to see all these places become safer spaces. I really do. That's my heart. I want people to be safe. But until they are, I just want to encourage people to not go and not participate and not support institutions that are unsafe and unwilling to become safe. Does that make sense? So I hope this has been helpful. Definitely a fire hose of information today. But you can go back. You can listen. You can take notes. Um, the one list is on Honor Project Movement. And at some point, I will take the time to make up a master list of all these resources. But that requires energy that I just don't have right now. So right now, I just have a big old pile of books that I was able to share with you. And I just say, pick one. Read it couple months later pick another one read it because every single book that I've shared is going to make you a better person every book that I just shared is going to help you on your healing journey and then allow you to help others on their healing journey what else are we really here for except to love God and love others and helping people heal is part of loving others so thank you for your time check out heatherlisbeth.org check out the online retreat for 2023 all about rest, regulate, reset the nervous system. And please, if you're able, if you're in a place where you can help and donate to the Honor Project Movement, go to that website, click the donate tab and help us help these dear ones. May you feel held even as you are being healed. Blessings. Blessings.